Keeping you up to date on the world of social media. Industry experts, innovators, creators, storytellers, and the latest social media tools, tips, and tactics. This is Social Media News Live. Welcome to Social Media News Live. I'm Jeff C. And you're not. And I'm Grace Duffy. And this is the show that keeps you up to date on what's happening in the world of social media. And on today's show, we have the lovely and brilliant Corey Walker here with us. She co-wrote the book, Instagram for Dummies, with our buddy, Jim, Jen Herman. Jen Herman. Yep. (laughs) I'll make sure I said that right. And if you have been on Instagram lately, you may have noticed a few changes over the past few months. Things like more videos, more recommended content as opposed to your friends and family content, uh, more features that you may or may not know about, and then also an influx of ad content. And so we've invited Corey here to join us today to help us make sense of all of these updates and update reversals when it comes to Instagram. And also talk to us about how we should make sense of it as content creators, as Mm -hmm. businesses, as brands, as consumers, as people that just love, used to love Instagram or still love Instagram (laughs) or want to love it again. Yes. So Corey, I'm so excited because we haven't, um, I mean, we we always touch base at Social Media Marketing World, but it's been a, a minute. So how are you doing? I'm good. It's, I've been very busy and Lots of work. We just actually wrapped the second edition of Instagram for Dummies. So we have two editions of the business book and then two editions now of the Dummies book. And that one um, will go on sale in November. So busy with that. (laughs) Very cool. So can you tell people your Instagram handle? Because, I mean, you're killing it on Reels. And I want to make sure people who are listening to the podcast know where to find you on Instagram. Sure. It's at Corey C. Walker. So I think you'll, you might have my name up there later, but it's C-O-R-E-Y-C and then Walker. Awesome. So we want to make sure that's clear for the people who are listening on the podcast. But if you don't know Corey, I want to introduce you to her. She is the co-author, as we mentioned before, of Instagram for Dummies and Instagram for Business for Dummies. So if you're a dummy in any aspect, you should be covered. (laughs) So it's the how-to guide for using Instagram to market your businesses. And she owns The Marketing Specialist, a digital marketing agency in El Dorado Hills, California. And she works with several clients to produce social media strategies, including creating graphics and written content, advising on video, scheduling content, buying ads, and tracking analytics, pretty much everything under the sun, and she helps them achieve success in the online world. Um, but I also want to big, do a big shout out uh, before we get deep into the weeds today with our friends over on Ecamm. You can find out more about them at socialmedianewslive.com forward slash Ecamm. They're the ones that make this show possible. So a big shout out to them. They also have a brand new podcast called The Flow. And it's everything. If you want to know how to launch, produce and promote a video podcast, uh, this is the way to get started. So uh, they, they dive into it in the Flow podcast. So it's hosted by our friends Doc Rock and Katie Fox, and it's a weekly show. It's on YouTube every Tuesday and at 12 p.m. Eastern, but it's also a podcast on your favorite player. I know that we'd love it if you would subscribe. Give them a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform. So, Grace, with that being said, yeah. get us started in this crazy IG stuff going on. 
Yes, well, we brought Corey on today to help us make sense of these Instagram updates. There's been a lot of changes that have led users to criticize the direction the, excuse me, the social media, excuse me. All right, you're gonna have to take this over. Hold on. <laughs> Sorry. Well, oh my good. gosh, you're I've good. just gotten stuck. Yeah. Okay. Let's. So excited. So excited. I'm so excited. Okay, let's start over. So we invited Corey here today to help us make sense of all of these Instagram updates. So there've been a lot of recent changes that have led people to criticize the direction of the social media platform. So I wanna invite the people that are watching us live to tell us in the comments how you feel about Instagram these days. Be honest, <laughs> let us know, right? Cause we're, Corey's here to answer all of our questions. And so I want, there's this great tweet from Meg Watson. She's a culture reporter at The Age and the Sydney Morning Herald. And she's like, the new Instagram update really understood what I was looking for. None of my friends' content, <laughs> reposted TikToks from meme accounts I don't follow, a hundred times more ads, and everything played at full volume against my will, <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was hilarious. And so, you know, it's, they rolled back up. So they rolled updates for reels recommendations and then the full screen that she was talking about and then we saw some of their you know some of some feeds have expanded full and they have this duet feature and these are all kind of cool you know mm -hmm. but um you know then people got a little salty about it and then they rolled back these changes but then they not then not really and then as the ceo <laughs> was saying like okay we're rolling back these changes up comes mark zuckerberg <laughs> and says you know, we're the parent company and uh, this is the way, like our recommended, your recommended posts, which are the ones that are recommended to you, not the ones, people that you're necessarily following will double by the end of 2023. So kind of going against what Adam Azari was saying that like, no, no, we're, we're just experimenting. We're just testing. We want to see how it'll work. And Mark Zuckerberg comes out and is like, no, this is definitely happening and you just have to do it. <laughs> right. So given all these changes, I've been talking a lot, sorry. <laughs> Given all these changes, what should marketers and creators consider as we're planning content for, you know, Q3 and then Q4 and beyond? Because it's like, do we do more video? Do we not? Do we do images? Do we not? You know, which is kind mm -hmm. of like, help us figure this out, please. Yeah, I mean, I, I hate to say it, but you are going to have to do more video. I'm trying to get away from my, my window that's <laughs> right behind me, but, um, yeah, they're going to keep pushing video. I mean, I remember at Social Media Marketing World when I went, it was like six years ago, and they were like, video's king, video's king, and it's finally really coming to fruition. So as much as I don't always love being on video, and it's, I feel like in some ways it's more more work and more, you know, like I have to actually get ready in the morning and, <laughs> and look <laughs> decent. Um, but I do feel like people are going to have to get more comfortable with doing video and, and work it into their content calendar and think about ways to do it that doesn't have to necessarily be this full production. You know, um, you can do things that are simple, like, what you were doing in the office that day. Um, you could do a product shot that, you know, you just are showing it marching across the, the desk, you know, doing little things like that. Um, so you don't have to make everything be this just amazing work of art with high production value. So I think people need to keep that in mind. Um, and since there is so much video out there, 
um, you know, it's, it's going to get shuffled in the mix. So you don't have to be perfect. I think a lot of people think, oh, I'm on video. I have to look a certain way, talk a certain way. I have this perfect background, but, um, the more video I see, the more people are just putting it out there. Um, another thing that I would say is if you, since video is, it's not just an Instagram thing, it's, throughout social media, um, if you can think of ways to create that video outside of the platforms so you can repurpose it, um, it's going to save you a lot of time. So like I have some restaurant clients and I'll go shoot, you know, little snippets of them cooking and of the food, and then we'll create reels outside well, reels and TikToks. We'll just create little mini videos. Mm -hmm and then put them up on Instagram and TikTok. And, um, you know, other businesses might be using it for idea pins or YouTube shorts. Um, so figuring out ways to multi-purpose those videos is going to be really key. Gotcha. So one of the things, uh, let's, I'm going to bring up some comments here from um, our friends when we asked the question. Yeah. <laughs> Lisa goes, IG, I feel manipulated. So tell us how you really feel, uh, Lisa. Um, I, and, I said, uh, be honest. Yeah. So Carrie says, it's all right. I've been posting less on our business account, not seeing much uptick in terms of engagement or followers. I think that's probably across the board for a lot of people. Uh, Brian says, I'm only posting on IG and haven't spent any time watching scrolling over the last few months. So he's just kind of posting and uh, running. And then Sabrina uh, says, I'm happy with the rollback, but I am rolling with it because everything changes. You have to know how to work it. That is very, That's very true. true. Very, very true. Um, so um, I like Sabrina's other comment, yeah. too, about video doesn't have to be a movie. Yeah. People right. don't have to be in it. Exactly. My restaurant clients, same thing. And then also, I think people you, you see all kinds of people just showing up the way that they are. It's just a matter of mm -hmm. how comfortable you are with mm -hmm. doing it. But. You know, and there's a lot of fun things you can do where you don't have to be on camera. Right. <laughs> That's so in, true. Yeah. So in that interview, Instagram CEO uh, said that the platform is naturally shifting to video content regardless of the newest update. So it's kind of like, you know, you can gripe all you want, but we're doing this, <laughs> you know, so right. um, and and he says in a world where more of the friend content has gone from feed into stories and DMs, I think the feed is going to become more public in nature. So honestly, at this point, Corey, what is setting Instagram apart from TikTok or YouTube? So what's the difference? What, what, you know, it sounds like they're all trying to be the same thing. <laughs> I mean, not really a lot. Uh, you can still, you know, post photos, carousels, that kind of thing. But, but beyond that, there's not a huge difference. I would say they might have, you know, some advantage with still being connected to Facebook um, with the ads and things like that, but you can right. do an ad on TikTok as well, and you can do advertising through YouTube. So, I mean, I feel like we're just seeing this great melding of like all the apps are the same. Um, and I think Instagram is just, they're just watching TikTok and they're saying, okay, look at how fast that's growing. What can we do? That's like TikTok. What can we do? Right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, there's, there's not a huge difference anymore. I think it, it really boils down to where your audience is. Mm. And if your audience is still mostly on Instagram, then, you know, use that platform. If it's more on TikTok, use that platform. You really have to be mindful of 
um, who's watching what, where. So, mm. so uh, really quickly, you know, Sabrina has, you know, she's a good person. She's like, I'll oh, just roll with it. But, you know, a lot of us and you as an author, I mean, it's <laughs> with all these changes. I know you're probably pulling your hair out going, we just wrote this chapter. Now I got to oh, go change nuts. it. Yeah. And so <laughs> should brands or business continue to invest time into something that feels like it's like shifting quicksand, for example, or, or should we like just kind of like Sabrina says, roll with it, create one piece of content and try to get it to work for everything. Like if I was doing a, like a little, uh, a TikTok on this sure, this new sure nor microphone, should I, you know, go ahead and just plan on making a reel with it, making a TikTok with it, making it a Facebook story. I mean, should I do all those things? Is that kind of the best practice you're telling your clients now? Well, yeah, I mean, it depends who it is. Cause again, I go back to, I'm like audience first. So where's mm -hmm. your audience? Um, if you feel like they're on all three of those places, then yeah, creating one piece of content that can, you know, do double, triple duty would be the way to go just so you're not in cre uh, content creation mode right, right. indefinitely. Um, yeah. So, so the more that you can repurpose, I think the, the easier you're going to find it and just really honing into, I try to, kind of hone into maybe two different audiences or two different platforms and just mm -hmm. get really good at those. Um, because when you try to be everywhere, it doesn't always work well because you can't engage all those places, um, unless you have a huge team that can do that for you. But if you're someone like me that, you know, it's, it's me, right. um, if I'm everywhere and then people are commenting and I'm not getting back that to me is worse than you not being there at all. Mm, that's a great point. So where should we businesses, brands, creators go if or if we just want to post beautiful photography and have this easy user experience? Because beautiful photos have always been integral to the marketing experience, right? Mm -hmm. Both as a consumer and as an advertiser. And for many brands and consumers, this is still the way a lot of people like to communicate. They want just like to look at a pretty image. So where do we go if that's what we want to produce? <laughs> I mean, honestly, <laughs> I don't know of that place anymore because it's uh -huh. not, it's not Instagram on its own. Now I will say if that is what you're trying to create on Instagram, I mean, there, there is still the option of following and favorites. So you could just, really encourage your audience like, Hey, if you just want to see these nice photos, put me in your favorites and you could make your own experience be like your favorites file or your favorites feed could be all photos. But other than that, I don't, I don't actually know of an app anymore. That's just, you know, photos. really nice photos. I'm showing my age. I'm like, I just want there to be Flickr again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And remember the old Instagram logo that looked like a Polaroid? Wasn't that? Yeah. Yeah. The old, yeah. yeah. So we are old, Grace. Yeah. We are old. Okay. So you mentioned like your audience being there, you know, go there if your audience is there. So what is the current demographic on Instagram? So if someone was to say to you, I want to reach X, Y, and Z. And the answer is Instagram. Duh. <laughs> what would X, Y, and Z be? Well, I mean, it's, it's kind of funny that you say it like X, Y, and Z because of generationally like gen X, gen Y millennials, 
and Gen Z are all out there. Um, so the breakdown right now, I think, is somewhere about um, 31 percent is 25 to 34 or sorry, 31 percent is 18 to 25. And then another 31 percent is 25 30 to 34. And then the rest is some combination of it is aging up. I mean, I'm over 34 <laughs> and I'm out there. Um, and um, yeah, so so I would say Instagram still is a very broad reaching area. Um, like Facebook, it's it is aging up. So um, you still do have like my daughter's 14. She's on Instagram. But then my dad, who is 80, is also on Instagram. So um, now that's a little bit, my dad's more of an early adopter. So he mm -hmm. does lots of things like that. But but I would say, um, yeah, Instagram, it, it really does cover from ages 13 up through, I would say, like 60s and up. Um, so it's still a good place to catch a really wide audience. Um, you know, TikTok is, it's also getting more broad, but I think it still has a younger slant to it. Um, so, but it's, it's going to age up. Everything does, you know, I mean, yeah. Facebook now, my kids would just rather die than have stuff posted <laughs> oh on Facebook. God. I know. Uh, that's true. Yes. So, um, yeah. And it's like, but then I see, you know, I'm sorry, I'm trying to get in the right yeah. Yeah. <laughs> spot. Um, you know, I see people my age are on Facebook and then it's really gotten, it's in the grandparent set for sure. I mean, they, they love the Facebook. The so. Facebook. The <laughs> they do love the Facebook. Like they the love the Facebook. Yes. Yes. Uh, so a couple of things we got from our audience. So, uh, uh, there's a great question, but first, uh, Leslie says, uh, 35 and rolling with the punches. Um, Gary Stockton says, I may not look it, but I'm over 34. He, he, yes. <laughs> uh, and, and Serena agrees. Yes. It's, um, uh, aging up. And Dave says there must be different levels on Instagram. And I think, you know, it's like my mom technically is on Instagram, but she only looks at stuff from her grandkids and her kids. Right. So, I mean, right. is, and so the whole thinking of, you know, uh, the director and Zuck and the director of fate of Instagram is probably okay. Then I'm going to show showing them, you know, recommended stuff. So they don't have any cho choice, but to maybe click on something, which I don't know how well that's going to go over with my mom, but we'll, we'll see. Mm -mm. She's like, why is this stuff on my phone? And I'll have to yeah. deal with that. Um, yeah. But this is a great question from Leslie. She goes, what is a good app to use to create short clips for videos? Because, since we're going to have to create videos and, you know, a lot of it's done on the phone, do you have any of your favorite apps that you use to create your reels with? Yeah. So um, two that I like are InShot or CapCut. Mm -hmm. And they will allow you to do, you know, all of your editing and add music and things like that. The only thing you need to be careful of is um, with adding the music is that sometimes you'll bring it in. Like I've brought things in over to Instagram and it will say this, you know, Sony music does not right. let you do this. And then it'll say, this is, this video has been banned in Russia. And then it, it gives you a whole list of places it's banned. <laughs> so that's a pain. I have, I have I had that experience. So you just have to be careful of that. But um, I mean, the other thing you can do is have it pretty much finished and then add music 
natively in each app. Um, right. So yeah, but CapCut and InShot are good for those. Yeah, I like for video editing. I use Video Leap from InLight. They have a lot oh, of good yeah. stuff. Mm -hmm. That's a good one to use. Mm -hmm. um, and if you're a nerd, um, like, um, <laughs> gosh, Filmic Pro is great to shoot video on because you can control everything with your camera if you're really wanting to get, like, if you're a photographer or a videographer, that's a really great uh, app as well. It's it's a pricey. I think it's, like, one of the more expensive apps I paid for, but it's it's worth it. So, um Let's see some other questions. Let's see. Oh, Gary said this. He says, I posted a random pick the other day and was surprised to see um, it was turned into a reel. And he thought that was weird. Is that something that's hmm. happening? I've never seen that. I've never done I've that never with a pick yet. I, I mean, I know that you, you can do it, mm -hmm. but I've never heard of it being done for you just automatically um yeah that's gary are you strange. sure you press the right button <laughs> gary now if Aww. it was a video i was just teasing gary he's good um he's he is a smart cookie i'll tell you that um but i was wondering i know that their videos are going to turn into reels so yes that's that's one thing so that'll be i know we'll have a lot of questions about that mm -hmm. and he does like using filmic double take for portrait video because i believe it takes both the front and the back camera at the same time which is mm -hmm. really really cool all right, so yeah. our next section is uh, some new Instagram features, and there's they kind of rolled out some of these two new features. Um, they rolled out the new business search tools within IG Maps, and they also have this new boost promotion option for Reels Clips. So can you explain these new features, Corey, you know, starting with the business search tool and talk about that? Yeah, so I haven't experienced it myself yet. So I'm going off of what I've read, but um, it seems that it will be a new map feature mm -hmm. and um, businesses will be shown on the map. And I believe it will show them more like if people are tagging a business, it might pop up on that map. So say you search San Francisco, then you might see um, you know, things, different businesses pop up. Now, I'm not sure if it's taking it from, you know, just all users and the ones that are most tagged, or if it's considering your own friends when suggesting these things. Um, but it is going to show some more local businesses that are on the map and mm. are on Instagram. Gotcha. Um, let's see. And let's talk about, um, you know, the the second feature which is the um you know i'm sorry grace i jumped ahead you go ahead and ask your question oh no i was going to ask how we can integrate this into our creative and content planning but seeing as that it's an experimental thing i was just like we can move on to the because well, the, i think this real clip is more relevant right yeah or, the only thing about this map thing it was really interesting on the brick and mortar kind of aspect of if it rolls out is like a lot of smart businesses are making like instagrammable spots in their business they have like a mm -hmm. wall that's set up for that and all this kind of thing and so with this maps thing if you're in a big city and you're going around and you, there's some cool stuff that might be a really interesting way to get foot traffic in your store is that's the only thing i was thinking about yeah definitely like uh i could see a you know a boba tea shop or something mm -hmm. you know having a cute wall and then everyone's taking the photo in front of the wall and tagging them and so they have a higher likelihood of showing up on the map yeah and so if your business, all I would do is paint some sort of wings on your, on your wall. Cause then everybody will stand in front of it <laughs> yeah. and get their picture taken. 
and that's you know, true. I mean, all the that's all they do. So, um, so let's talk about the second the second feature where the the boost promotion, especially for small businesses. I think this might be a feature if their demo, like you mentioned before, is on Instagram. Yes. So um, now you can boost a reel. Now a lot of people don't realize that you could already create an ad out of a reel. Um, but it was a little tricky cause you had to do it in Facebook ads manager. Um, so I've actually been doing that for some time now. And, um, and if you've seen, um, ad like real ads pop up, that's, mm-hmm. that's how that's done. But okay. the, the boost will make it a lot easier for, um, you know, anybody to just do it right on their phone instead of ads manager is a little bit more, complex and a little bit more complicated. So if you've ever done a boost on Instagram, just for, you know, regular photo or video, um, there should be a button, right. You know, a blue button. So you can see it right there. And then you can pick all of your different options, um, the audience that you want, um, the location, any interests, that kind of thing, demographics, um, and then tell it where you want to lead people either to like a website or back to your profile. Um, but there are some conditions, Mm -hmm. so it has to be less than 60 seconds. So even though reels have bumped up to 90 seconds, the ad has to be less than 60. Um, you, yeah, you also can't use some of the third party tools that they offer. So, um, so like if you wanted to put a GIF on there, well, that comes through Giphy. And so they don't allow that to be part of your mm-hmm. boost. Um, copyrighted music, you have to be really careful about stuff like that. So you'd have to use music that's not copyrighted. Um, there's a few. Let's see. I wrote it down because there's a oh, few. I think, yeah, I think you can't do filters either. I think you Filters, can. yes. Filters. Which is something yeah. that could really slip by people if they're not careful because so many people use filters. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Uh, Grace, I have a follow-up question, but you follow up with your. No, you go ahead. Well, she answered my question about the parameters. Right. I was questioning because people do like to use filters. And I've noticed that a lot of the filters are more, you know, when Instagram first came out, the filters were all crazy. And now they're like just a shimmer or it's something very subtle. (laughs) Yeah. So that's something I'm glad you called that out because that is something that like me looking at Instagram, I don't always notice that like because or it'll do something with the background where it's very subtle. So that's Mm -hmm. a good call out. Yeah, I have the beard filter on right now. So it works yeah. really well for me. <laughs> the the one question I wanted to ask you, so because I know you do a lot of reels, because I, I follow you on Instagram and I see the, the oh, stuff you're putting you. out. What um what works good for an ad? Like what kind type of reel is worth putting you know money behind? Because sometimes they're just yeah. like you know you know I'm pointing to this or what you know whatever you're doing. But is there certain things that you look for? Like you go, okay, I'm going to take this and make it an ad. Is it based on it gets a lot of engagement and you give it a little more juice or is it, uh, I know this is going to be an ad from the beginning and I'm, you know, I'm going to work it that way. Yeah. So the ads that I've done, um, for reels, I haven't used this boost feature. I'm not sure if it's, I don't even think I have it on my phone yet, but Mm -hmm. in terms of the real, the ads that I've done, um, before they have been, um, are, they were ads already, and this was just part of that. Um, so they weren't, you know, reels first and then turned into ads. They were ads that just happened to also go to reels. Okay. Um, so that's a little bit different. But I would say if you are going to spend the money and you're, you're 
doing like a reels first type of ad or doing one of these boosts that's just going to be on reels, then um, this is your chance to to be a little bit more salesy. So, mm. you know, make sure if you have a product, you're showing it, or if you're doing um, a service, really talk about the features and benefits of that service and then make it easy for them. So whatever you're linking back to, make it, you know, the easiest way for them to buy from you versus making them go through a bunch of hoops, like making them go to your profile first and then to a link in right. bio and all that stuff. So I always say people don't, like jumping through hoops to buy from you. So just make it as easy as possible. So on that note, a little follow-up question would be, so I would think because they make it really stripped down, like you can't use filters, mm -hmm. you can't use giphys, and a lot of people put arrows that you know are animated from that on their thing to point to a call to action. So would it be the best practice to actually use one of these third-party tools that we mentioned before, film it on your phone so it's on your, so it's on your, you know, your photo reel, and then upload it to Instagram instead of doing it natively inside of the Instagram app. Because if you forget something, you could reload it. I mean, if you already had it, you know, shot on yeah, a different thing. That's true. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You could do it all um, through a third party um, as well. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to think because now they said you can't do. Well, I think it's different. Like, I think they it, meant TikTok. Like you, it, yeah. Yeah. In a third party. Um yeah, it's just, so it I just would, seems like there's not you can't do a lot to it. So you're going to have to be either yeah. really creative or just I don't even think you're supposed. Can you use stickers on it? Um, I think it's if they're interactive stickers, you can't. You know. Right. But just yeah, like so titles. Now, like, and, OK, yeah. 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 Now you'll just have to do it in the video. Right? right. So like you'll have to add extra things in the video and not add things to it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah do you want to uh, I'm going to pull up this. Question. Yeah. So I had a question. So this was a question from Leslie. She says, I used to be able to do live video on Facebook and it would allow me to share it to my Instagram account. Is this feature gone or am I still trying to roll with the punches? So <laughs> that's a, yeah, that's a common question. I, I have a hard time because I'll see a video on Instagram and I want to share it on Facebook and vice yeah. versa. And they make, and I'm like, they make it so hard to just share from the platform. So that's a good question. So uh, would you be able to share your live onto Instagram? You know, I'm not sure. I don't do a lot of Facebook lives. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm not sure. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. So she said she used to be able to do that, but I didn't right. think that that was something usually like it kept it very separate. So I'm not yeah. sure how long ago um, she was able to do that because yeah. I thought, I know I've, I've heard of people like, Oh, I have my phone over here doing my Facebook live and my, mm -hmm. you know, one over here. Um, so it sounds like she might need to use something like, you know, like an Ecamm or a stream yard right. or something to, uh, yeah. To facilitate, facilitate that. You can't. Yeah. So there's not really a good way right now to go live through a third party app. It's all, you have to do it through their program because they still haven't opened up their API last mm. i heard so there's some workarounds around it but you're really in a gray area and i always caution people if you're not for sure and you're not sure in the terms of service don't risk it because it would be really bad if you lost access to your account 
which has happened to people. Um, This is a great question from Carolee, and I think I know what she's talking about. She goes, I had that suggested. They stitched together seven images and had music options available, and the images changed to the music cadence. So she thought that was cool. Is that new, or can you talk about that real quick? Yeah, that's new, and I forget what they call it. I actually had that pop up on mine um, the other day, and it is kind of fun, although if you don't want to do it, it's a little, like, I I struggled to get rid of it. But right. Anyway, when you, yeah, you say you want to do a reel and then there's a little button up at the top right and um, yeah, I can't remember what it's called, but you'll see it and um, and then it'll say, okay, we're going to show you several different music right. options and then yeah, it, it does it to the beat. Now, I didn't find, I didn't like how it yeah. sent it to the beat, <laughs> so yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it kind of it was a little bit weird, so I didn't use that option, and that's when I had trouble getting rid of that option. Um, <laughs> but it it can be really cool. I it did it to one of my videos, so that was strange. Like I think if you had just if you uploaded say ten images, just straight images, and had it go to the music, it may have worked a little bit better. But mine was on um, a video, and it wasn't like a talking video; it was somebody cooking. Mm-hmm. Um, but it it was a little weird yeah so i i just went came back from the the wish and i had a bunch of stories and so it suggested hey put this to music and it was some really weird music for the suggested one and it was synced pretty well but i went to change Mm -hmm. it to like some they had a bunch of disney songs like you know wish upon a star Mm -hmm. whatever and i tried to put to that and you're right it was not to the music at all it was just like (laughs) hey we're just gonna throw this out there but there are some really cool, and I know in Light, who I mentioned before, did Video Leap, and they have some other apps that actually, I think it's called Beat Something by In Light, if you search for it in the store. They have some third-party apps that do really, really well if you want to sync a bunch of things and have it to the beat and have it fit mm-hmm. into the, the length of a story. So yeah. Instagram, if you're listening, go buy that app uh, and, you know, use that one. Cool. Yeah, there's also... Better. A little bit different, there's also Reels templates. So that's a little bit different and you'll find that more towards the bottom of the screen and it doesn't show up. I don't know when it decides to show up and when it doesn't, cause sometimes I see it and sometimes I don't, mm-hmm. but, um, a lot of times I'll see it also when someone has several, um, images that they're putting up and they're timed specifically. Mm-hmm. So that can be a cool one. If someone's already made a reel and they're, they timed it out perfectly to the music, and then there's a template button. You can use that. And then you just upload, say, 10 photos. And then it'll follow that exact thing. So oh, um, cool. you used to, yeah, you used to see more people. I don't know if you've noticed this, but people will on their reel put overlay like this image, this image, 10 seconds, 1.2 mm-hmm. seconds, mm-hmm. all that. Well, that now you don't have to do that yourself you can use the template so that that's pretty cool and it's 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 kind of similar to the other one but it's using someone else's reel to create your reel so where Mm. can you find that at like if you wanted to do that is it is it easy to find well so it's what i've seen it just when you're watching someone's reel and say yeah so it'll say like if you're in the full screen it'll have a little thing that says template and then you can click on that and then you can start creating your reel um, based on their template. Can you save mm. templates? Like, could you have multiple ones or is it just that one and done? No, I think, yeah, I think you just have to create it right, right then. I mean, you could make, 
you could make your reel and then keep it in drafts. Mm-hmm. But um, drafts are a little like tricky because you log out or there's some kind of glitch. So I don't usually save anything in drafts for more than like a day or two because I'm just mm. yeah. Plus yeah. I'm in and out of a lot of different accounts, so I'm just like oh. So yeah. Yeah, I I, I feel your pain because it's stuff like <laughs> I thought oh this is great and then it disappeared. I'm like ah, curses Instagram. <laughs> Um, so, uh, before we go any further, I just want to do another shout out who I never curse at is our friends over at Ecamm oh. with social media live.com forward slash Ecamm. You can find out all about them. We love it. This is what we produce the show on and they've just come out with a new podcast called the flow. So do us a favor, go over there and subscribe, rate and review search on your favorite uh, podcast player. You can find it. They're doing it every Tuesday uh, on their YouTube channel. And you can uh, also subscribe to that if you want to watch it live and ask your questions, but very, very cool. It's all about how to create a podcast video. So um, very, very, very cool stuff. Cause that's where it's a going. Cause I think YouTube is like it the is. biggest place where people are discovering podcasts now and not even Apple or really? ones. Yeah. So it's pretty that's cool. interesting. Yeah. So, all right. Um, Grace, take this because I uh, I'm not really sure uh, how to say collabs, collab, collab. (laughs) My daughter always makes fun of the way I say it. So I'll let you do it. Oh, it's okay. It's okay, Jeff. You did a good job. So, well, I wanted to wrap up the show with a a conversation about Instagram influencer or Instagram creator collaborations, because that is a big part of the ecosystem at in Instagram, because as we know, there's a lot of money to be made on the platform. So I wanted to talk about what are some effective influencing marketing collab t- tips or tactics, like, you know, with the right knowledge and the right tools, you can certainly grow a following and make a lot of money on Instagram even if you're not exactly well-known celebrity, you're refining a lot of people with smaller, dedicated audiences mm-hmm. tend to do really well. So let's talk about how, how to do it. So <laughs> what tactics and trends? Sure. I mean, just generally, we could do a whole show on this. That was, I was like, Oh yeah, you, show. you could. Yeah. But like, so yeah, what? well, yeah, go ahead. You did. You, well, you did mention, um, kind of the micro influencer, um, and that is getting a lot more traction. So just because you have, you know, a thousand, 2000 followers doesn't mean you can't market yourself as an influencer, as long as you pick an, a niche or niche. I don't know which, which way do you say it? Don't ask me. I'll say it wrong. <laughs> okay. Never, yeah. We'll go with niche. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, the first step would be pick a niche. So are you a foodie or maybe a foodie that specializes in only Asian food? Um, or are you a beauty influencer or, you know, more specific than that? Like just, you just do makeup only. Um, so that would be the first thing, especially if you're trying, you know, if you don't have a ton of followers is to be really, um, niched down. Um, the other thing, because I do work with some influencers, uh, for the restaurants that I work with is to, um, have a clear offering. So the first step would be on your bio, just say, you know, open to collabs and how they can contact you, whether it's just through the DMS, or if you want to send them to, um, a special email, um, just let people know, like, I'm open to this. And um, that's helpful when I'm looking for someone to know, like, okay, they they say they're open to collab. So hopefully they're a little bit more, um, you know, they know, they know what to do. 
Now, Mm -hmm. that's not always the case, (laughs) but um, it's a good start. Uh, Then the next tip I would say is, yeah, be very clear with your uh, offerings. Like have either a set price or set, you know, like I'm going to do three stories for X or I'm going to do, you know, um, a carousel for you and a reel and three stories and it costs this much. Um, because I will tell you that influencer charges are just, they're so wildly like all over the board because I have, you know, with, with a restaurant, I have a lot of smaller foodie accounts that they'll just come in for food. Like you don't even have to pay them. They're just, you know, like give, I want the food, I'm growing my account and I want to take an awesome photo of all this food and get, you know, a free meal for my entire family. Mm -hmm. Um, so some people are just more than happy to do a trade like that. And then you've got other people that charge very specifically for each post. And then you've got some people that will charge, you know, thousands of dollars. And then you've got the, the big celebrities that of course are charging, you know, a million dollars for a post. Um, but I would say, be very clear about that when someone contacts you, or if you contact someone about what your pricing is and what you're offering. Um, because people like me, I don't always know what to expect because I'll talk to one influencer and they're like, yeah, oh, I just want to come in, take a bunch of photos, just, you know, the food's great, blah, blah, blah. And then I've got another one that says, oh, it's going to be, you know, $50 a post. And then I've got someone else that's, it's going to be $600 a post. So, um, as someone looking for influencers, it's very helpful for me to know upfront, um, you know, what your rates are and what you're going to do mm. for me. Um, let's see what else. So on that, yeah. on that note, um, are there like clauses in like the contract where it's like, okay, you own the content or it's my content and I'll leave it up for six months, a year, whatever. I mean, is, is that all varied too? I mean, I'm sure the people who want free meals are like, just give me free meals and you can have whatever you want. I mean, cause I've done that. I, I do yeah. it now, right now. If you yeah. buy me a dinner, <laughs> I will do it. But, um, but I'm sure that, so what kind of like, what some of like one of the, the paid influencers, I guess I'm looking at, do, are they very specific in like how long, who owns what, all that kind of stuff? Yeah. I mean, that again, depends on the influencer, okay. but you should have some clarity behind, um, if they're providing you photos, you know, do you own those photos now? And, how, you know, how can you reuse them? For instance, I have one of my restaurants is a chain. And so I had an influencer come in to um, an LA location. And so I'm like, well, can I use that for my Sacramento location? And she said, yes, that was fine. But that's something you definitely want to be clear about. Um, Now, not, I haven't experienced a lot of foodie influencers that have contracts. Um, But it's really a good idea because not only with the, you know, more the media kit side of, of what you're going to um, actually charge, but how your images can be used. Because if you're intending like, okay, this is meant to be on the site for, you know, 30 days and then taken down and they can never use it again. And then the the business has a totally different perspective. And they're like, oh, well, I paid you, you know, $300. So now I can use it in my brochures and, you know, anywhere I want. So it is a good idea if you 
if you care about where your images are being used to be very straightforward with that. Mm. Grace, you had a follow-up question? Yeah, so we talked a lot about the influencer side, like what you what what you need to put forth and what you need to provide and present. So on the brand side, what is your advice for making a successful partnership with influencers or with partners? Like what makes for a successful partner program or partnership program or whatever? Everyone has a different name for it, <laughs> but like on the brand side, like what could we do on our side to make sure that like this is a fruitful experience for both of us? Right. Um, well, I would ask any of the influencers ahead of time, you know, to show you some of the other things that they've done before, just to see like how things are carry it, carried out. Um, and even you could ask for references to see like, because you don't know, you know, you could, someone could charge you a thousand dollars. And if you don't have any reference point for that, it's like, well, are they really going to do what they say they're going to do? Right. So I would say, you know, ask them to see a few other client accounts. If it's, you know, if you're spending some money, if it's something small, I don't go through all that, yeah. you know, hassle. Um, but if I'm going to spend a decent amount of money, um, ask for that. And again, just be very clear upfront. And I think if you are thinking you're going to have a partnership with someone, um, say someone that's going to do um, multiple posts, they're going to show up, you know, every month they're going to do three posts or something like that. Uh, I would definitely put together a contract with very clear um, expectations on both ends about, um, you know, when things are due, what, what you're paying for each thing, how they can be used um, so that there's no surprises at the end when someone's unhappy. That's great <laughs> advice. So advice. Um, we took, we mentioned media kits and a lot of people may not know what those are. And there's, once again, those vary depending on, mm -hmm. you know, who you're talking about. So what do you think creators should include in their uh, media kits? For example, like what metrics do you need to show? Sure. Well, I mean, I like them to first start with a nice, you know, little headshot mm -hmm. and then um, a bio of kind of what they're about. But um, but yeah, there's definitely metrics that you want to share. Um, if you're like Instagram only, then you might just share like I have this many followers on Instagram. This is my typical engagement rate. Um, this is the, you know, maybe number of followers that were um, after a recent promotion, maybe show, um, an example, like a case study of yeah. a, a past one that worked well. Um, but yeah, I would say engagement rate followers, um, are the main things. Most of the ones that I've seen have, um, multiple platforms on there. So they'll list, you know, this is my Instagram following, TikTok following, um, Facebook following, if they're on that, or even LinkedIn. So there's, there are some LinkedIn influencers. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I think I, the main thing people want to see are the engagement rate and the, the followers. Um, and then I would always ask for examples because right. Followers is tricky because you can buy followers. So, so, um, so that's, yeah. that was my next question was like, okay, so, um, you know, you do a lot of stuff and like Sabrina says, foodies are awesome. So yeah, you do the foodie kind of thing. How many followers do you need to be attractive to brands? So on Instagram, so let's say you're looking at somebody for this restaurant that's coming in, wants to, 
um, do this. So can you give us like what you would look at for somebody who wants just free food and then somebody who wants it for, you know, I want to have 600 bucks per post or whatever. So what kind of numbers yeah. are you looking at? Yeah. So, well, so my restaurant that I'm looking for is, um, is local. So mm-hmm. like when I'm looking for an influencer, I'm usually looking for a local influencer. So that, um, I'm not looking usually for super high numbers. So they might have, you know, a thousand followers, mm. but often they'll have a thousand followers, but then I'll look at the posts that they post. And if they have, you know, if they're getting two to 300 likes on a post and they're getting lots of engagement, then I'm fine with a thousand followers. I'm more interested in the engagement, um, than the actual follower number, as long as they're getting true engagement, that's what I want because I want to make sure that other people are seeing their stuff um, and engaging with it. So for a free influencer, yeah, I would say around a thousand or more. Um, the last one we paid for, um, I think had 60,000 mm-hmm. followers and it's a little bit easier to find bigger influencers because this restaurant is down in Orange County. So there's, right. <laughs> there's, Booties everywhere. Um, But it really depends on your location. Now, Sacramento, where I'm located, we have another restaurant and I have yet to find a big foodie that has, you know, 50,000 followers. They're all fairly small. So Mm -hmm. you're going to have to look at your market and and whether you're looking to do something um, specifically in your market and how large that is. And... um, and, you know, kind of base it on that. Yeah. Sabrina has a great point. She goes, uh, where, are, where the f- are the followers? And a little engagement is also golden. So I think that's very, very true is finding out where those followers are. And um, mm-hmm. so <laughs> Gary goes, hey, I'm in Orange County and I have a big uh, booty. I think that's it. I think you're a big foodie. I'm not going to say the booty thing. <laughs> Well, it can be either way. I have both. I'm a big foodie and have I mean, a big booty. I mean, they, so well, if you're a big food, yeah, they go together, right? They Is do. They, yeah. Perfectly. I've had way too much pulled pork and ribs here in Texas. Um, <laughs> so uh, are, go ahead, oh, Grace. Go ahead. No. I said, ahead. are there any, so we, we've, traditionally when we think about Instagram and, and in, um, creator collabs and brand collabs, you know, a lot of things come down to sponsored posts, affiliate programs and brand sponsorships. And are there any other opportunities for creators beyond those three things? Like, are there any other ways to monetize your following or your content or to uh, bring, create revenue through directly through Instagram? Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of people choose to do, um, digital products. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you are, you know, getting this massive following of people or just a really, um, niche audience that, that appreciates what you do, a lot of people will turn to making some kind of ebook, or maybe they'll do a workshop, like maybe for a foodie, maybe you want to do a workshop on becoming a foodie um, and becoming uh-huh. a su- successful foodie. So there's ways that you can turn your knowledge. And I mean, I'm talking a lot about foodies because that's the influencers I work with, but there's yes. all sorts of influencers. Fitness is a big one, obviously beauty, um, where you can turn your knowledge that you've learned from working with these companies um, into some type of digital product. So, um, so yeah, once, once you learn enough things, 
there's a lot that you can put into different um, eBooks or checklists or, you know, any of those things that you can sell. Awesome. Very good. As you can tell, Corey Walker is amazing and knows her stuff on Instagram. So I just want to let you guys know that make sure to go check out her books. If you're watching on Amazon at jeffc.live, you can actually go and click on those in the carousel, or you can go and just to Amazon and search for Corey Walker, because that's what I did. And you can get her books come right up there and you can get mm-hmm. them on, you know, physical copies or Kindle, which is what I love because uh, my wife has told me I can't buy any more books because they take up too much space. So, um, <laughs> That's how I rebel. I just buy them all on Kindle now. Um, so, Corey, let's, where can people find out more about you, all the stuff that you do, and your services? Sure. Um, well, I my website is kind of the umbrella of where you can find everything. So that's right below, themarketingspecialist.com. Um, so that's the best way to find, if you want to find a little bit about everything, my services, um, all my handles on different social media. But, um, if you want to follow me, I'm, I'm particularly active, obviously on Instagram. So that is at Corey C Walker C in between there. Um, and then I'm also very active on LinkedIn. So, um, surprisingly that has been my happy mix. I've kind of downgraded the Facebook and I've upgraded linkedin so we're going live right now there now so that's where sabrina's watching from so very very cool yep okay yeah see (laughs) so make sure you guys go to the marketing specialist if you're listening to our podcast and where can i mean we announced this before we had our our break but uh where can people find grace duffy now because there's a new location so I work for Volley now. I lead their growth team at Volley. And you can find us on Volley, the show, me and Jeff on Volley at socialmedianewslive.com slash chat. So yes. socialmedianewslive.com slash chat. And we have a Volley group in there. And it's a great way to talk to us throughout the week. Jeff and I are both pretty active on there and it's the fastest way to find me. So if you want to find me or Jeff, talk to us during the week, riff, whatever, Send us your questions about the, we need to do a better job of announcing our shows. We haven't I know, I didn't, it's been a crazy week, but yeah. Well, so it's uh, okay. I know we'll Gary's in there, again. Gary's in there, Brian's in there, a bunch of other people are in there. So um, it's really great. So once again, socialmedianewslive.com forward slash chat. I mean, we talk about everything. We've talked about, you know, the metaverse. We've asked questions. And the cool thing is you ask your questions like Gary's done a couple times. We're able to pull that into the show where we can actually play your video and answer your questions. So, Corey, this has been amazing. Thank you so much for being here today. All of our guests, Sabrina, I mean, all of our our. They're guests. They're like they're like family. So we've got Sabrina, we've got Gary, Brian was in here. All sorts of folks were coming in asking questions. Uh, Summer, Carol Lee, Leslie, all of you. We thank you so much for watching us today. We know that you could watch a bunch of things during this hour, and we appreciate you watching us. Um, we would love for you guys to give us a rating and review over on your favorite podcast player because that really helps us get the podcast out. Our next show is Friday, August nineteenth at eleven a.m. Eastern, ten a.m. Central, and you can always join us on. Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, and Amazon Live. Thanks so much, folks. Really appreciate you, and we will see you guys next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. Social Media News Live.